0: It's way up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and this is exciting for me because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, today, branding and real estate. We have Sarah Golan here, who is my broker. I talk about you all the time. So everybody knows you. And Ryan Sirhant is here as well. Hello. Sell it like Sirhan, and also brand it like Sirhan. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I feel like people also are so familiar with you from when you were on Million Dollar Listing, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so here we are. And your background is so interesting to me because originally you were an actor. Yeah. And then now this seems like more fun than that for some reason for you
4: yeah it depends on how you define fun i think um you know (laughs) it's you know my my life is a mixture of everything just because the way things are bought and sold has totally changed Mm -hmm. like it used to like 20 years ago ten years ago you know if sarah and i wanted to sell a house the first thing that we would do was not make a video about the house right it's not we wouldn't think about the story of the house we wouldn't start thinking about how to how to create attention for that mm-hmm. listing through video content because i've got to be on every platform to reach the kids of the buyers you know <laughs> now we get a new house and we're like okay well before anything we've got to shoot the property tour tomorrow morning and i got to make sure it's not raining and i got to make sure the house is ready to go i got to make sure it's beautiful because that's how people buy and sell and they send the videos off to their friends and their family so it's it's kind of a, a mixing of both of my worlds right mm-hmm. it's it's sales but it's also performance you know whatever you know that's 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 what it means to be in sales today
0: and i've been to your office in soho yeah. and so i've seen the whole operation as far as how important the digital aspect of it since you just brought that up. Yeah. And having a whole team and like a podcast room and all of those things are also important to what it is that you do. Now Sarah, when I, fir- I first met Sarah, she sold me my first ever house. Yeah. And yes, then did. a few other things. Remember, sins. it was like online homes <laughs> back long in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time, long time it was ago. A long time ago. <laughs> and I met her online, working for Online Homes. Yeah. yeah. And it was early on in Sarah's career, but since then, um, we've done a lot of different things together. I told you I have another brownstone that I just recently posted that I've been working on for three and a half years. Uh, at this point, but um, we're near the finish line. Finally, almost and- there. It's It'll gonna be done. happen. <laughs> yeah, it will you be had done. a brownstone that was four years four in years. the make. You have a brownstone that's four years yeah. in the making. I showed it for sale.
4: You this made weekend. a show about that, right? I did make a show about that. Yeah, it was, uh, It was. I think, you know, because Bravo, <clears throat> when we were doing Bravo, you know, they really cared about the, um, and it's so wild that one day this is all going to be like, we're going to sound so old talking about this, but, <laughs> you know, the TV guide and the guide on cable, <laughs> right? So the guide on cable um, for the DVR, you know, uh, because a lot of people would have, oh, I want a DVR, Million Dollar Listing New York. Mm-hmm. And so every spinoff we would do would be, you know, Million Dollar Listing New York, Ryan's Wedding, which was a... Different show, but the DVR tag had to be there. Right. And so that's how they would think about it. So it was, you know, Million Dollar List in New York, Ryan's Renovation. <laughs> Separate show <laughs> about renovating houses, but they just wanted to grab that same audience because it tied back to ad dollars oh, for that why. tag.
0: Okay. You're right. I didn't know that was.
4: And now. Now, I mean, I don't know how many people listening even, like, go to the—I mean, maybe you do go to the guide. Um, very, very rarely. I
0: talk into them. Um, do you, you know, see? Yeah. Exactly. You talk,
4: into, yeah, you talk yeah. into the remote. You're on <laughs> Netflix. Um, uh, but, yeah, we had a separate show, and it took me four years to renovate that that house.
0: And you said you would never do a renovation again. I mean, it's like, it's you know, never say never.
4: Mm, but um, you, it you was, did say it at the time. I like. know. It was painful, and it was— I feel you. It was one budget. And one amount of time, and it ended up costing me like four times as much and uh, taking four times as long. And it's it's the it's it's Angela. death by a thousand costs. You know, it's by it's death by a thousand cuts. And I'm not trying to talk it. I mean, doing a renovation, I think, is awesome. Once you're done, you basically get to live in your dream home. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's one of the uh, the one of the most fun parts of home ownership. But you just have to make sure you work with the right professionals, which is hard. So they don't. So they don't. You know change order you to death and then it's like oh but you didn't want this tile oh it's so weird because we already bought it so now if you want a different tile with a little bit of a different edge you got to repay for and it's like it's hard to budget for that yeah
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's been uh, really, like you said, trying to find the right people. But that's hard, too, because it may seem like the right person. Because everybody, when they come in and they're trying to sell you a service, they are amazing. And you're like, I'm so excited to work with this person. They said they're going to get it done in X amount of time. And then sometimes it works out, and a lot of times it doesn't. And then now you're in the hole. Like, there was a... And Terry designer who I worked with at first and he was I thought he was gonna be amazing Sarah I yeah, introduced it, I was I like mean, he's gonna be amazing
5: he was a talker he
0: lived a block away from the property you know he reached out to me I was like okay this guy looks great and you end up paying and putting down payments and yeah. it's hard to get that money back if yeah. they don't deliver the services also yep. then it turns into a whole nother thing but that's why I tell people when they want to do a renovation if you want to do real estate you have to have enough money for things to go wrong too yeah.
4: Yeah, you gotta have that cushion you got a yeah. budget plus mm-hmm. right and just be just be prepared and um, uh, it's it's not for everybody but listen some of the, the best real estate investments out there whether it's your home or investment property are all renovated homes right it's all value mm-hmm. creation and that's really what you're doing
0: well let's talk about some of the uh, cities that you're in as far as the certain offices because you started in 2020 Right, with the real estate, the with company. your own, yeah, with company, own company. Yeah, with your own yeah. So, what made you know that that was the right time to step out and leave <sighs> your former agency?
4: Uh, Sarah Golan told me to. She was like, Go, oh, this is the worst time ever. Um, that means it's the best time ever.
0: She did not. Did she really tell In you? In part. That? Yeah, yeah. We, we did, talked about yeah. it a lot. We, talk- we talked about this. We were going <laughs> to do it.
4: T- yeah, we were going to do it a little 20, bit earlier. Yeah, um, and then, it, you know, it's, it's hard when you're busy and there's you're going on. And then, you know, there were issues and like, things that we had to work out. Um, uh, but it was, you know, it, it, we then made the determination, okay, 2020, the beginning of a new decade. 2020 is going to be the best year ever. Here we go. Um, and then people started getting sick in China and mm-hmm. then Italy, and you then Spain. You said right
0: at the time. <laughs> yeah, and then
4: and then it was like, oh, they're gonna close down the bridges and the tunnels and quarantine Manhattan. And you know, I've got an asthmatic mother-in-law who is with me. We had a one-year-old baby at the time, so we went to New Hampshire for a week, mm-hmm. um, and we stayed and for longer than for, a week yeah. Yeah. for a
0: period of time.
4: Yeah, but it was um. Uh, I don't know, we've, we've always done big things at the absolute worst time. Like, I got my license to sell real estate the day Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy in 2008. And I just, I, you know, I... I But I also think, like, the, the best time to do things is when everyone else is scared and pulling back because life always finds a way. Unless it's a comet that is going to kill the planet like it did the dinosaurs, like, it, life finds a way. Mm-hmm. Like, we always find a way. And as the world turns life finds a way faster. Right. Like, as we think about COVID, like, it's been five years since 2019.
0: That's crazy. That's you know? I, I remember when it started. I was in Detroit when COVID, and yeah, they hadn't shut yeah. down Detroit yet, yeah. but New York was kind of shutting down. Yeah, and San I was, Francisco. And, yeah, yeah, and I was like, well, maybe it's not going to be here. People were like, oh, it's not coming here. Yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what she did? What? She went on uh, FaceTime showings with me. Yeah. Oh, and really? COVID. Yeah. So nice. that was actually probably the time when I was like... Um I would like to get my real estate license also. During the pandemic, Sarah was doing her showings and it was the two of us. It was yeah. just, she would go to a showing to go on FaceTime and show people and I would just go with her because a lot of them were in the na- in my neighborhood where yeah. I live. And so um I've never really had time to go and do those things. I was always at work. I was yep. always running around. But now I'm walking around the neighborhood. Now I'm going to showings with Sarah. I decided to start taking my real estate classes online. Yeah. But at that time I didn't finish. Yeah. Right. I just was like, All right, let me just take these classes so I can, you know, learn more about it. Sure. And then um, afterward, I was like, you know what? Let me go back and finish these classes and take the test and, and get my license. And I did.
1: Boom. Yeah. Yay.
0: Boom. <laughs> Can I... And I'm going to tell you what was really important for me with Sarah being my um, my broker was the way that she approached me about real estate wasn't let me hurry up and sell you this house, whatever the house is. I don't care if it's a great investment or not. She was really like Angela this isn't the right house for you, here's the reasons why. And I appreciated somebody being really honest with me because sure. for a lot of people, this is gonna be the biggest purchase yeah, that you can yeah make. Not everybody, but for a lot of people, this is the biggest purchase and it's an important one. Yeah. And I never wanna walk away feeling like that person got me, Yeah. you know? And so <laughs> that has got to be the worst feeling. And listen, people talk about real estate is great. And so I would never, like, I love it. I've invested in several different properties but it's not a surefire thing like people always try to act like real estate real estate but everything is not a great deal
4: true yeah yes you've got to be smart you've got to do your due diligence you've got to look at comparable properties don't ever ever purchase anything that has a quote unquote guaranteed return like Mm -hmm. you're always gonna get burned Right. right and sometimes when you're paying too much it's actually a good thing because you're paying for something premium like, if we look at, in our world that we live in, right, the greater New York or any of the markets we're in right now, the a lot of the best returns on investments, whether people live there or didn't, is when they bought, they felt like they were overpaying, right. and there was cheaper property to buy. And now when they go to sell, their buyer is now overpaying for their property, and those cheap properties they passed on are still cheap, right? And they're sitting there,
0: okay. And they have I feel better, right? So, <laughs> so
4: like it's it is what it is. I mean, it's like look at
0: LVMH,
4: look at any look at any you know retail uh, uh, items. Those broken
0: yeah. bags don't go they on hold sale. Value. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. People. <laughs>
4: people want to feel like when they're spending money, they're, they're spending money on value for something that other people want. Mm-hmm. So if it's too cheap or too discounted, or you think it's too good of a deal, there's probably, probably is. is. yeah, <laughs> And there's probably a reason for it. And so um, uh, yeah, it's just been interesting to watch and, and kind of learn in the markets. But I'm super excited for the two of you and you're going to crush it.
0: Oh yeah, no, we're we're part of the team. I'm we're, I'm work. I'm coming in under Sarah. That's our first time really announcing it. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'll be joining the Sirhan team. I'm part of the Sarah Golan team. Amazing. She's at Sirhan. Yay! Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Let's go. You know, so oh, you have cupcakes and everything. We have cupcakes. We're These celebrating leftover from Dan's birthday. My producer. <laughs> 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 we have a cupcake celebration. You know what? I wanted to ask you about to commercial real estate now because that's a hot topic. Yeah. With a lot of people doing hybrid and not. Yes. Um, Mm-hmm. having to go into the office and we've been hearing a lot of horror stories about these um, these vacant commercial yeah. properties just High sitting rate. there. yes yep. so what are your thoughts about that and how do you turn that around or is it
4: I I, I like commercial um, it, it's a different muscle you know it's like it's like being a, a doctor like one doctor could be a good you know general physician but it doesn't mean you're gonna have them put your shoulder back together mm-hmm. so it's the same body Right, it's the same license, uh, but it's but it's but it's definitely very different. You know, there's there's a lot more kind of like you have to have a much better understanding of the law and of zoning and of code when you're looking at commercial property that way. But then it's it's sometimes a far less emotional experience, right? Because right? you're buying a warehouse for storage. Yeah, you know, you're buying server space. You're buying you know retail space or 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 kind of you know office space for for reuse. Like you, you said, you came down to our our office in Soho. Mm-hmm. Our office in Soho. When you come to it, looks you know every floor looks a little bit different, but it's 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 set up in it and it's operated like an office. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was built as a retail store. That was Tommy Hilfiger. That oh, they, that
0: was see. I thought it was, and Crate and Barrel is the, right.
4: Crate and Barrel is on, on Broadway. okay. So, so our building was built for Tommy Hilfiger. It was they they ground up new construction, built it for them. Uh, but then the world changes. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you have this fifteen thousand square foot building, um, uh, multiple floors. No one wants to go to the third floor to buy jeans anymore. <laughs> and so, you know, so then what do you do with it? And it was there for a long time. So there's a repurposing of of commercial space and retail space that you can think about which is what's happening a lot right now right so office space being turned into residential you know you have you have hotels being turned into different uses and I don't know, and, and people are okay with it. So I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. So I think there's a lot of opportunity out there right now, more more so than I think people think.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of crisis right around people saying, what's up? It's Angela Yi, And if you know me, you know, I have several businesses. Well, one of them had closed down for a little while, but we just reopened it. And that is my juice bar. It's called Nourish Spot BK. And as soon as we reopened, we were really on the clock to find people who can make juices, sandwiches acai bowls when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for your business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up so what's the best way to do that zip recruiter zip recruiter finds qualified candidates fast and right now you can try it for free at ziprecruitercom slash way up maybe you see the perfect candidate well ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line You can invite your top choices to apply, and you can even encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash wayup. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash wayup. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. a celebration of blackness from npr each of npr's black voices are as distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself in the black stories black truths collection you'll hear stories of joy resilience empowerment and creating world shifting things out of struggle It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts.
3: The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today
0: And, oh, the real estate market is terrible right now. It's turbulent. Uh, interest rates are soaring, but then people are saying, "Well, the interest rates are going to drop." But like you said, nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. When it comes to saying it's going to drop six times, you know, re- how do you know that? Like that's impossible. Yeah. For anybody to even be able to um, predict. And another thing I saw recently was Airbnb. Um, they're actually putting together, uh, like I guess it's like a, a commission to kind of address. The issues of not enough housing for people sure. and Airbnb, they feel like. And in New York, they change the laws a lot. It's harder for people to be able to Airbnb their property. Like, Sarah, mm-hmm. you had one, yeah, in the city, and you were like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Oh, no,
5: we're just doing regular leases, yeah. we're back to that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
4: New York City likes their taxes, right? And so with Airbnbs, they don't it. get their hotel taxes.
0: Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that was why. Yeah. But, th- so- they're,
4: listen, they're going to talk about safety and security <laughs> and it's going to be this, that, but really what it's about is New York City makes a significant amount of money on hotel tax. Like when you go and you book, you know, you go online, you click a route, it's like $200 a night. It's amazing. But then your bill's 372 and you're, you're like, like, what, what happened? just happened? <laughs> New York City just happened. So, uh, uh, you know, there's, and it's really hard to police Airbnbs mm-hmm. unless, Unless you were to ins- unless you were to impose some kind of like I guess state or federal tax on the company as a whole, which isn't going to happen, so it's just you know it, it came down to taxes. It's always about money,
0: right? And I want to ask about when it comes to being brokers now. There's definitely or, or real estate salespeople. Yeah, how have things evolved from the traditional way that it used to be? It's very non traditional now. And I know that um, I saw a podcast where you were talking about how Compass tried to do this whole like salary. uh yep. This whole thing where they pay their uh, agents a salary, yeah. but then they had to switch it back yes. uh, because it wasn't really working, yeah, the way that they anticipated, which I feel like we could have foreshadowed that., yeah. but um, what are some ways that now things are evolving when it comes to uh, selling real estate?
4: Um, well, I mean, to go to that to that first point about you know uh, salaried salespeople, um, you know, you get what you pay for, right? Like when you have salaried uh, workers, they you don't want to pay them that much because mm-hmm. it's salary, so it's like it feels like it's guaranteed and you have to pay so then it's only nine to five, and then you always end up paying more right you end up paying more either through mistakes, you end up paying more because it's going to take twice as long or whatever it might be. What you want is someone who is completely incentivized, which you know we have more more than ever now mm-hmm. um but different ways that the world has changed in terms of selling real estate right um uh i I guess. The big way you came to our office is is it's you know content uh, to community to commerce like that's a big part of the math equation that we work on all the time. You know Sarah and I and you know our studios team and our ID lab team, which is the creative agency and all the agents, is how are you creating organic content that's unique to you and your personal brand as a salesperson mm-hmm. that drives in and helps you build a community, whether it's a community of one or a community of a million. And then, how do you create commerce through that community? You know, in the same way that someone might be selling an energy drink or or clothes or you know uh, anything. You know, real estate is not that different; it's just far more expensive. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so that's that that is probably the biggest way that things have changed. I mean, we have we have an agent that works with us. I think he just just turned twenty one. This biggest listing ever. It's wow. like eighteen million dollars, and he got it through That's TikTok.
0: Crazy. He got it through TikTok.
4: TikTok. I we have we have agents now, junior agents. You know, Sarah works with with some of them. We have a lot of them. Like, if you're under the age of thirty, and you are definitely under the age of twenty-five, but under the age of thirty, and you are in sales, like they don't know how to generate business unless it's through social.
0: That's amazing. Unless it's a
4: DM, YouTube Shorts, through TikTok, like they just. It makes me feel so old. <laughs> like it, it's just the way we talk. They're just like, "What? What did you? What?"
5: <laughs> you know, the first time I met Ryan, I always considered I had never watched Million Dollar Listing, um, but I knew of Ryan. I'm like, "That's the broker I want to work with." And why? Because he's the he's the media broker. He was doing what no one else was doing through video, through his show, through um, Instagram, like. You were big on Instagram when I didn't see any other
0: brokers the way I saw you on Instagram. Right. Yeah. And the way that the content looks, I think, very yeah, polished. Very yeah. professional. Yeah, and like you said, it's not yeah, raining outside. It always looks people. amazing. Yeah. yeah, so that works really well. I also love watching the videos on Instagram and TikTok where the apartments are ridiculous and like ridiculous in a bad way. Where yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> this has no um, yeah. <laughs> kitchen. This has no toilet. You got to share down the hallway with everybody else. I can't believe this is $1,400 a yeah. month. I <laughs>
4: wish we could do more of those. Unfortunately, you always have to give like, you have to get owner approval. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like we, approved <laughs> yeah, we can't walk into, we, we do that, you know, with the TV shows too, you know, the producers are always like, oh, we should do an episode of the place that's just awful. Like, great. You go talk to that okay. owner and say, hey, we're going to put your awful home on TV and talk about how you made it awful. Like no one, no one wants to sign up for that unless there's some gimmick or gag and then it's not authentic and then right. it's kind of weird. Um, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of, listen, what I find so interesting, especially in a city like New York is you'll walk by a building that's falling in on itself. Where it does have one bathroom, you know, and you and it's like people have been, you know, uh, uh, living in here with like no furniture. It's just gross. It's crazy, and the price is ten million dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Like, it's laughs> because location. Of the location, you got to yeah. knock it down. Yeah, location, yeah. you got to knock it down yeah. and start all over. But it's a great location.
4: Yeah, yeah, we just sold a house for. I think 19 million dollars on West 10th Street, uh, because it's on West 10th Street. But it needs—it's going to take them 10 million dollars to renovate it and put it together. You know, so
0: yeah, that's,
4: and it's and it—that it, it, sounds really expensive, and I totally get it.
0: But the value when it when it's done,
4: yeah. And but 10 years ago, whatever that number was, sounded too expensive, right? And 10 years before that, it sounded too expensive. I don't think I've ever done a great real estate deal where where everyone said, "Wow, I think I'm getting this for." Too good of a deal. Like (laughs) the buyer feels like they're paying too much, the seller feels (laughs) like they sold it for too little. You know, it's a win-win because a deal is getting done. And at the end of the day, both sides were right.
0: When it's time for you to have to go and tell somebody, let's just say their property isn't moving
4: yeah. and they've
0: priced it uh, too high, which, you know, from the beginning, it's hard because you want to be realistic. with, uh, But people have emotional attachments yep. to their home. They always will think it's worth more than what the general public or what the market might call for. Yeah. What is it like for to have to go in and be like... So, in order for this, we're going to have to lower the price. Like, what are some tips that you have when it comes to dealing with people who have emotional attachments?
5: Good good news sandwich. Yeah. You start with yeah. the good, you give them the bad and close, yeah. you know, strong, positive. The sandwich. What's yeah. the
0: sandwich? The go- you start with what?
5: You start with all the positives about the house, and then you break it down with the comparables in the area. And then you close with, like, listen, we can do... We could take these steps, um, or not, and it can sit a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But if they're motivated, you know, it'll come to terms, and then we'll, we'll you know, come to decision regarding a price drop. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
4: it's like a doctor, right? Like a good doctor doesn't walk in and say, got the results, you're dead. <laughs> right? So they come in and they say, Okay. Have a seat. They talk to you. It's positive. The results are trending negatively, mm-hmm. right? And then here's the solution. This is what we're going to do. I've been in this situation before. Even if they even even if they say there's a one percent chance of survival, right? Um, that sounds like a really drastic yeah, analogy, that's... but it's it's you know <laughs> the the pricing conversation for me. I've always found, and I learned this the hard way, um, is it's all about price. And so as long as you set expectations early on, then that conversation is expected. Like they know it's coming, right? So you say, hey, this is the range. We can price at the higher end of the range to start, or the lower end. This is what's going to happen if we do one or the other. Um, if it doesn't sell and we price at the higher end, then let's have a conversation because it'll 99% of the time be about price. So then when you go to have that conversation, it's not like a, ooh, I don't know how to talk to you about this. It's you know they they were expecting it and they knew it was coming. The the problem most people have, not just in real estate but life in general, is they're they they're they're too afraid to set expectations, and they just hope it's all going to work out. Right. And then they have to have confrontation. And confrontation doesn't exist if you set expectations. You know, and the expectations are hypothetical. Like, you know, that's like a prenup in a marriage. Like, mm-hmm. We Let's not get divorced. But... You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you could meet a personal trainer who has like bigger (laughs) shoulders than me. And like, I don't want my life to be over. So, you know, I'm going to have to go find my own yoga trainer. And then we got to deal with it. And,
0: you know, expectations were set. Now, what about negotiating fees for the broker? Because hot topic right now. Yeah. I see that 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 is is a hot topic. So I want to know what your thoughts are on that. I
4: think that you get what you pay for. Um, And I think that if the market, which is always the final decider, right, like look at Bitcoin, right, like everyone in the world saying Bitcoin (laughs) is dumb, 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 but it's here to stay. And so the world says, okay, fine, (laughs) like the market decides at the end of the day. Um, uh, If real estate commissions were too low, we would know if they were too high, they'd be brought down by the marketplace, and the, the, the you know the commission's lawsuit that, that I think you're referring yeah. to that's been in the news in the state of Missouri, um, which is where, which is where that was, um, was brought about against the buy side fees being required payments of the seller. But what they don't really think about is, is it, it's done to create fairness in the marketplace. otherwise mm-hmm. you have bad actors right. who control listing volume and do price fixing so you can get around that by saying hey everyone should be represented Mm -hmm. right and because buying real estate most people hey my name is jay shetty and i'm the host of on purpose i just had a great conversation with michael b jordan and you can listen to it right now michael is known for his performances in both film and television his breakout role was in fruitvale station
2: in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or O'Rourke, the next, an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safty, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
4: Well, don't, don't equate to like representing yourself in court, where you would definitely want to have an attorney. Um, they don't think about maybe they're being taken advantage of if there's just one side representing the deal because all these states also have uh, 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 disclosure forms right. that state out that one side's fiduciary responsibility is only to the party signing. So, mm-hmm. you know, in Missouri, you have a fiduciary responsibility as the seller's agent to only represent the seller. Right. And so, you know, it, it creates a lot of different conflicts of interest. Um, and then when you go to sell, you're paying both sides of the fee anyway. So when you sell, you pay both sides. When you buy, you don't pay anything. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're buying and selling, one side is always being taken care of. Right. Um, And I think at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. I know it's under appeal or trying to be thrown out. I have no idea. I think it's just going to create just more transparency and clarity on fees, and I think that's probably fine. Yeah, and as long
0: as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. then it should be fine if you're transparent about it. Because I also see uh there's like online brokerages that will do uh fixed fees, yeah, and flat fees. And, and really stuff. low, low in, yeah. uh, you know, a really low fee also.
4: Yeah, and I think you get what you pay for. right like I I don't know, I don't want to go to a fixed fee doctor. Like <laughs> I don't know I only have one life to live. Or you go to a, you know, someone once told me, um, uh, with as far as service goes, like especially with you know lawyers, you know, you know, um, a good lawyer, what is it? It's a "A bad lawyer is expensive, a, uh, no, a bad lawyer. Um, have you heard this phrase? I don't totally, think I can't remember it now off the top of my head, but it's something about, you know, good lawyers are expensive, bad lawyers cost a fortune.
0: Right. I can see
5: why. It's yeah. always the cheap will cost you. And yes. the that's, ways. That's, that's, I strongly always. believe
4: that. On contractors, yeah. too, taking it back to real estate. You work with a, you know, you always get that cheap <laughs> bid from that yeah. contractor, and you're like, oh. He's a million dollars less. I'll yeah. go with you. But when you
5: think about it, if you're if you're paying um, for a service and you're it's just a fixed fee, that broker that you're hiring at a discounted rate will not have a marketing budget. They are not going to do videos and beautiful... Yeah. They're not going to present the way you would want and the expectation that you have of a broker who's actually doing it and charging more for the services. But again, that translates to a higher sales price, better services.
4: It's just at the end more regulation creates more costs for consumers that's right. all it's going to do and it's just going to put more power in the hands of less people right it's just what's going to happen you know whereas right like previously you could have your friend who has a license have them represent you you know but now if you're signing different disclosures and you've got to pay them and you're paying out of your pocket maybe you say you know what maybe I don't pay my friend I don't know if she knows what she's doing um, uh, I guess I'm going to go work with somebody else and you don't know what their incentives are you don't you know it's so it's It's, you know, so we're working really, really hard to keep um, uh, the industry as positive and as ethical of a place as possible and as transparent. I mean, I don't we don't put everything across social and on TV because, like, we don't can't hide anything. Yeah. You know, like people when that lawsuit came out, people were saying, oh, it's because of shows like Million Dollar Listing that show (laughs) commissions on TV. That's why we're here. I'm like, are you? Uh, we're the transparent ones,
1: right? We're, like, we're the ones
4: you, that are transparent. You're the one who's upset because what? Because we were honest and told people what fees are. Like, shame on you for trying to hide them and he, sneak them away. We're here because of you.
0: <laughs> well, another thing that's very transparent that we'll find out about you is they're doing a Harvard case study. Yeah. About Ryan Sarhan.
4: Oh, they did one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, can you explain this oh, and and how good this segue. Even came about? Yeah. Hmm.
4: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, uh, they reached out to me, I guess, almost two years ago. And at first I didn't think it was real because like <laughs> someone from Harvard reaches out to you like, no, we'd like to write a case study on you for Harvard Business School. It's like, all right, what's it about sales, real estate, branding? What's it going to be? And they're like, no, the most interesting thing about you is your time management. And I was like,
0: what? That's a hard thing to master. <laughs> that, is,
4: that is so boring. <laughs> um and they spent a year writing it. And uh and they published it, I guess, at the end of last year, and they sent it to it's like framed in my office. Um, but it is a it is uh time management for repeatable success. And I I I was not fully aware of the things that I do for time management in the way they were when they dug it. And they interviewed people in my life, like they went into it. And then I had to go there to Harvard and they presented. Like the the studying case findings, it was. What did you learn about yourself? Um, I learned that I view time as a currency, um, uh, and it, it's not. It wasn't proactive actually. It was. It was more as a way to to get over like loss and to get over you know uh, a waste of time mm-hmm. because you know especially early on in the real estate business you know you lose a deal and it pisses you off and you take it personally and it ruins your day. Um, And then you just lost a day of your life because of an emotion. like, well, that's weird. Like if someone yelled at me for 15 minutes, if those 15 minutes were dollars and then I had $1,000 in my pocket, I wouldn't say, well, screw the $985 in my pocket and light them on fire. I'd probably say, good thing I have $985 Mm -hmm. to go invest in and use. Mm -hmm. And so I created this thing called the 1,000-minute rule um, uh, just to really help me emotionally move forward as productively as possible during the day where you have 1440 minutes a day 440 of those roughly everyone's different um, you are sleeping eating with your family whatever hanging out and then on average we all have about a thousand minutes a day to to work be productive go to school do whatever it is that you do um, and so how are you using those those minutes wisely you know so that was that was a thing that I you know I thought about, but i didn't I didn't realize was was so interesting. Um, I just thought it was a weird thing that I did as an example.
0: That's amazing. No. I got to read this whole case study and see. No, yeah, yes. And then you have Branded Like Sirhan. So the book is coming out February 6th. February 6th. That's yeah. your third book.
4: Yes, I forgot to bring it. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I'm, I'm here, here. I'm so excited about the I two of you. you. This know. has nothing to do
0: with me. So listen, and, and what Sarah loves, and she expressed this to me, is that you actually, <laughs> when people join the team, they also are able to get, you, you actually sit, you do these like uh, weekly meetings. Yeah, yeah. brainstorms and yeah, strategy yeah. sessions. Yes. Every week on a Friday.
4: I want everyone to be. So most
0: places don't do that because this is the only experience I have, you know, behind the scenes uh, I think, working.
4: I think other. I think other places probably do it on a on, on somewhat of like a small local scale. Mm-hmm. You know, like it would be like it's like the difference between maybe people on this floor getting together once a week and talking about the podcasting in the radio world versus once a week, Bob. Getting out and talking to everybody and giving you ideas and thoughts and strategies on the market. Here's what I'm seeing. It's super transparent. This is how the business is going. This is what I want you to put into action. Let's go. Let's go into the weekend. Okay. Different.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Sarah, talk about those weekly meetings. Oh, and yeah,
4: Sarah. She's... Talk about those weekly meetings.
0: I love Make sure you're going. I,
4: They're I, different. They're all different.
0: Yeah. Everyone <laughs> is
5: signing on. And Again, like it's, it's nice that you have a CEO that sits down with the entire company once a week and- strategize and bring on speakers that are in the market and and know what's going on. I mean, we had the chief economist of StreetEasy that came into our office to talk about what's gonna trends and what's happening in Mm -hmm. 2024. That was a huge thing. Like, I've never seen that in a company you know and these are the things that we look forward to every week as the leader of a team i sit down every week on a tuesday with the team and you know we kind of like dissect the markets that we're in and how to change things and how to operate and how to do business in a better way but ryan sits down and he speaks to the entire company once a week and and it's great you know he has a book he has training sessions we have access to sell it like serhant i mean this is something like Agents from other companies are paying, and we're getting it for free. Right. There's a real community. You have referral partners across the U.S., and there's no deal that I feel like I can not come to Ryan and say, like, hey, I've got a big listing or i got a small listing. I have a challenge with this. He's there, and I have no idea how he answers my texts within 30 seconds. only <laughs> you. I don't know only how you. he does that. I don't care. I text anybody. him on Christmas and New Year's, and Ryan responds back, I'm like, Wait, he's with his family. First of
0: all, Sarah, I cannot How? believe that you texted him on New Year's. You couldn't wait yeah. a day. happy New Year's, Ryan. Oh, okay. I it's, thought you were It's me. Wait, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. She's
4: like, pick up the phone. <laughs> we have a deal <laughs> to deal yeah, with right now. <laughs> Let's go.
0: Let's go. I was like, sheesh. Sarah. Sarah's yeah. about her business, though, and I think that is one of the things True. True. that I appreciate and love about her. During a pandemic, when people really weren't working, yes. and they were like, well, you know what? We just got to sit down. We can't do this. We what can't do pandemic? that. Sarah was working like yeah. nonstop, yeah, and we she would work. All the time, we would go on trips, and she'd be like, "I can come for ten hours, but then I have to go back home Yeah, true. For a we showing. went to
5: Dave Chappelle's house, in, and everyone is hanging out. Or like, no, I gotta get on the flight five o'clock in the morning because I have open houses that in Sunday Ohio? in Ohio. Yeah. We were in Ohio, and five o'clock flew in the back. morning, it flew yeah. back for open houses. Nine o'clock in the gotta morning, gotta show up. Yeah. You
4: know? it's show up. It's a part of this business too. I mean, it's a, you know, it's it's all work, but definitely in this business, it is. Uh, because there's no salary and because there's no benefits like mm-hmm. y- your success is what you make of it right like if you if you put in it's, it's the only business I know and I, this is kind of for all sales where the harder you work um, uh, uh, the, the easier you make luck to find you okay yes right right like it, and it's it's just a unique way to to think it through
0: yeah and and I'll say because that's why we gravitated toward each other early. she I was working with like three different realtors, yeah, and Sarah was oh, the one and you, that
4: and well, was she probably you, did you hurt them? did you no one's ever heard of those other realtors yeah, ever no, since I have no idea they're they gone are. now forever. <laughs>
0: But she was the last person that I called just because I happened to see a house. And she was the only one that I felt like really sat down. She was like, well, come to the office, let's meet. Once I took the real estate exam, I realized um, the protocol that she was following. But it is true. And I felt like she cared. And I think that matters a lot, like to have that person well, she does, touched. actually. Yeah. I mean, she
4: is one of the few you know, out there in the industry who, who really works at this personally and cares about your success. I mean, most agents are very, you know, they're transactional, mm-hmm. you know, it works or it doesn't work, whatever, do a deal. I'm on to the next one, on to the next one. But I mean, you can see like this, your relationship together has stood the test of time. And I think that's a, you know, not a, just a testament to both of you liking each other, but also like she's in it to help everybody
0: everything turns into business and one thing they asked me when i was joining the team was what do i want to specialize in and i said i really want to help people buy their first home because i remember how that made me feel to have somebody who was experienced somebody who wanted to make sure that i got um protect them yeah. yeah what i wanted and to understand what was realistic too yeah you know, as well. And so that's really the area that I want to help specialize in. Just because I'm from Brooklyn, I live there now. It's not a cheap place (laughs) to purchase real estate. And I don't want to be part of like a story. I never would want to be part of a story where somebody's like, this was an awful experience. I'm so mad I did it. I want to be that. She helped me so much. She was amazing. Like this was a great purchase. I love it. And I want to do more. And that's the feeling I got. And so I want to be able to pass that on and help people in that way.
3: Nice. So, well,
4: we're I'm very excited. excited to have you. I'm excited let's to be there. Let's do it. Let's go. You want to leave right now? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We let's go to it, showings uh, <laughs> right now. We got listing <laughs> presentations. I got stuff in the car. We are on the road.
5: I think, how we, much, I
0: think we should just shadow Ryan today. Yeah, let's shadow Ryan. One last thing I wanted to ask you, how much does presentation matter? Because I was telling Sarah, I was like, okay, I have to buy like some more like suits. And she was mm-hmm. like, no, Angela, that's not really your – like. you should be able to come – you know she has her own style she's yeah, very you unique yeah gotta be on brand with you yeah but I was like do I need Angela to like Lee? look at Sarah you guys always look you know dapper and I'm like okay I won't wear a sweatsuit but I was like maybe I'll wear like a blazer and some jeans but I do want to make sure I look the part too you mm-hmm. have very
5: fancy sweatshirts and jeans I do jeans.
4: <laughs> Listen. You want to be, you know, something that we work on with 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 salespeople all the time is creating their personal brands, and the first step to creating that personal brand is really truly diving into what your core identity is. So you are the one who, what, like, you know, she mentioned, you know, I was the media broker, like, and I, that, w- but that was a purposeful decision on my part to be real estate and media, mm-hmm. so that I could use that niche to to then build on top of it. So for you. Like you don't want to show up in you know your Saturday morning outfit, but like you know the the clothes that you would wear on a job interview or something on a Tuesday, like what what is that outfit? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I've just always worn suits because when I graduated school and I came to New York, it was this That's or gym. It was this or yeah. gym clothes. So I, and then I and then I then I got stuck with it. I would totally wear you know your gold sweat outfit that you're wearing right now if I could. It'd be way more comfortable. Than I this will thing. say
5: Angela has an amazing collection of shoes. I'm sure. And
0: her outfits are I always on point. You, her completely. shoes are always on
5: point. Because
0: I think when it comes yeah. to branding, people do look at you and if certain yeah. things together. Like, I love the shoes that she had on. Yeah. Her. That was a nice. Yeah, use it. It's yeah. Shoes.
4: Be like, you know where these and- shoes could go? In your new brownstone, right <laughs> over here. Shoes
0: off. In the closet. <laughs> exactly. In the custom built yeah. closet. How hard is it yeah. when you have to show these amazing homes and you want them?
4: I mean, I bought. Yeah, you did
0: buy two of them. One um, was in Greenwich, or was it? One
4: was in no one was in Soho. Oh, Soho. Okay. One was in Soho, and then one was my my house in Brooklyn. Um, So that's happened to me twice now. It's been like this is a deal. And usually they're just funky, they're weird, mm-hmm. and I, we know very much like presentation like you said for property is everything. Right. So it's got to have that amazing first impression. And if a property doesn't have a great first impression, the price might be great, but people aren't going to buy it. And so, you know, you can come in and, you know, can use that to your advantage and get a good deal.
0: This probably times all the time, that's what's hard for me. i would be like, I want this house. Like yeah. some of them are so amazing. I saw one you have now that has the garage. Which you know is a luxury in Manhattan oh, to have your sure. own parking garage and yeah. be able to walk in. Yes. That's the rarity. People who come here are like, you paid all this for this house and there's no parking?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're always confused. Even people coming from Manhattan and coming into Brooklyn. Like, what? where are we? What is this place? Like, it still blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, So crazy.
0: Well, That's- Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to be joining you.
4: I'm excited to have you. Let's go.
0: <laughs> and now- uh branded like Sarahant February 6th. You'll be at Barnes and Noble's also, right?
4: Yeah. Like- Barnes and Noble, I think on, uh, on February 5th. Uh, at 6 p.m., you know, kind of my wife will be there roasting me on stage. Perfect. Be fun. Yeah. yeah. Will yeah. it,
0: though? Oh, it will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amelia is funny. Yeah. And I know you said you had some huge announcement coming. When did we find oh. that out?
4: Um, uh, I thought it was going to be uh, yesterday. And then uh, we were told it now has to be next week. So, um, yeah, it'll be next week. There's two big things that come out next week. Next week's a big week for us.
0: Okay. Well yeah. I cannot wait to stay tuned. To be able to use AI to insert that in no.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: All right. Well thank you so much. And Sarah, you you guys will be seeing Sarah and I um, online also because we plan to do a whole lot of content as well. And we're already plotting it out. So awesome. thank you.
5: Thank stay you. tuned for Angela's Reno show. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> Way up with Angela Yee. <laughs>